Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Set the Screen Podcast. I am once again joined by my dog, Micah. How you doing today, man? Doing good. Um, I th- I think we're about it's about time we're getting uh back to back episodes. Um, so I hope we're back on track with the schedule now. Finally, it only took us what <laughs> three months. Four yeah, months. three months. But it's okay. We're back on it. So um, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get right into it. Obviously, we're talking about the NBA today. Two games in the NBA playoffs have happened since we last recorded. Game three of the Western Conference Finals, where the Clippers fired back at the at the Suns and took game three on their home court, and they're playing again, I believe, uh, right now. And so um, if anything happens, we'll talk about it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and the other game was a, a smackdown in Milwaukee. Milwaukee uh, beat Atlanta by, I think the final score was 33 points. I can, yeah, I can yeah, I sure. think I want to say, yeah, I think 33 was the point differential, which is it was 34, excuse me, 34. 34. Oh my gosh, but at one, and I, I mean, some points in the game, it was up to 40. So, yes, yeah, um, so what, let's talk about that game real quick, okay? Um, it definitely seems like Mike Budenholzer finally made some adjustments, which he has not done in the playoffs of all time ever. Yeah. So it's good, yeah. good that he uh, he finally figured that out. Um, looking at the minutes right here, uh, he played Brooke Lopez only 23 minutes, which I personally like to see because Brooke Lopez, when they run that high pick and roll with Trey Young, he's kind of unplayable in that situation because if he comes up, then they switch. Trey Young's going to blow right past Brooke Lopez. I mean, right. Who who isn't? I mean, who isn't gonna blow right past yeah. Brook Lopez? Mike and me can blow past Brook Lopez, but if he does not come up, you're just giving Trey Young a wide open three pointer. And I think that we all know that Trey Young is a pretty good three point shooter. Yeah, well, most of the time. Most of the time. But uh, obviously, he's looking at some of the. Um, uh, some of the shooting numbers, the Hawks, just threes just weren't were going down. I mean, nine for 36. Is, oh, my gosh. This doesn't doesn't work. What? Hey, it's just one game. Uh, a loss is a loss. Losing by one and losing by 40 still counts as an L. Right. I know right. the way you get there is a, is a different way. Losing by 40 is a little more embarrassing, and the confidence will take a hit. But the series is just now tied. Winning that game one was huge. And um, – I definitely think that uh, being in Atlanta will help them out with the home crowd because Micah went to a game, right? Mm, mm. And the energy was pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. And I've heard that it's just getting crazier and crazier. More Atlanta fans just coming in. And, I mean, in the previous two matchups, uh, we we had a significant amount of away team fans. So with the Knicks and the Sixers. But with the Bucks, I don't think they have a too strong of a fan base. So... Or no, I'm not saying the fan base, but the crowd. No, no, I know what you mean. I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah. Playing a New York team with the fans that have not made the playoffs in eight years, and uh, they'll definitely make that trip. Uh, Philadelphia fans, where they're the number one seed, and it's a really close series. Of course, they'll make the trip down. But Milwaukee fans, where it's just one to one. I mean. That's a far away Milwaukee to yeah, Atlanta. That's, yeah. that's a that's a far exactly. far away for a fan to go. So, I definitely think being in Atlanta will help out a lot. Trey Young specifically seems to thrive off the off the home crowd. 
So, uh, yeah, I think we'll be an important series. I think coming back to Milwaukee, it will be tied. I think that game five will be super-duper important because I do think whichever team wins, it will be in six games. That's my prediction. I think uh, whoever wins game five will end up winning game six. So prove me right, Atlanta or Milwaukee. Yes. Uh, Some things I'd like to touch on this game, uh, shooters right now. Bogdan has been cold for a really long time. I think that what right knee or right hamstring is still bothering him a little bit. Uh, Kayvon had a pretty poor game, but uh, I expect him to come back. John Collins uh, just Kayvon. balling as usual. <laughs> John Collins just balling as usual. I love that man. I love John Collins. He's oh my so, god, I love him. He, like, okay, even when we were down by thirty, he was still bringing the energy. That's why energy. I love him so much. He's like a better Montrezl Harrell. Right, it's exactly. Taller, more athletic. I love him, and he can shoot. Yeah, um, way better than Montrezl Harrell, and he's a better defender. Yeah, I'm just going down the uh, box score here. Uh, Clint Capella, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, he's been slumping a little. He's been lacking a little. I'm, a, I'm gonna be honest. Clint Capella has yeah, been a little um, bit uh, back to disappointing. For a second, um, yeah. just saying. Looking at his uh, his New York series, he had a really good series with New York. I mean, he was plus he was plus uh, minus in every single game, plus seventeen, plus five, plus eleven, Ooh. plus twenty nine, plus sixteen, and then the struggle started to hit in Game Two of the Philadelphia series. I, in my opinion, yeah, Just yeah, looking at his at his shooting numbers: seven for seventeen, six for sixteen. Seven for 13, nine for 24. I mean, these just aren't good shooting numbers. Then he obviously, I think he went down in game five. Was it game five, I believe? Game four. Game four. Game four. Uh, but yeah, just looking at ever since that, it's been it's been pretty rough. And then he's gotten reduced minutes ever since game three. Actually, no, game four. You're right. Game four, yeah. 42 minutes. But then since then, it hasn't even reached 30. Right. So, yeah. I, but luckily, we're having uh, – Kayvon take his place a little bit so um especially with game one of this series i think uh it was all right that bogdan did not perform so well because again our bench we have a I, i'm gonna go down the list but we have a pretty deep team i think we're oh, underrated sure. in the aspect all those all those moves in the offseason are really paying off i mean for sure you have, i mean especially if they're completely healthy i'm just gonna remind people at home milwaukee is completely healthy Atlanta is not completely healthy. Or just don't, aren't they missing uh, what's his name? Uh, Bucks uh, uh, shooter. Check. Uh, DiVincenzo. Yeah, they are missing DiVincenzo. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I believe that right. DeAndre Hunt losing DeAndre Hunter is more important than losing. Oh, Dante oh, DiVincenzo easily because because DeAndre Hunter is our main perimeter defender. Yeah, team. he's a he's a really good defender. He's a great three point shooter. I mean, I think he's one of the most effective players on the team, other than Trey Young, probably the most effective other than Trey Young. So mm. having him, but I'm just saying, um, back to the depth thing. Uh, I doubted it when it happened, but trading for Lou Williams is genius. Oh, genius. it is such a good move. He Especially just goes on sorry. runs. He just oh, goes yeah. on runs, yeah. Especially in the game five where they came back down from mm. uh, 22 in, the, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, in the fourth quarter, they were down 22. Yeah. But, um, I mean, he went on a 13-0 run by himself. Literally so, by himself. Five buckets in a row. Yeah. It was it was amazing to watch. Um, so. I would like to see Okungwu get more minutes. I would like 
Capella's minutes reduced a little bit and instead have Okungwu take his place. I think he's just filling up the role of center a little bit better. Um, and then Solomon Hill had a really poor outing, but I'm sure he's going to get back. He's, of course, a great defender, um, one of our best that we have, and also a veteran on our team, which is good. And Cam Reddish, who came back, dropped 11. I was pretty happy about his performance. I wish we didn't waste it on a game like this, but I think he's going to be really ready to come back on game three and game four uh, for when we're at home. I think the fans are going to welcome him back really, really good. And uh, I think he's going to have some good performances. And of course, I can't forget Danilo Gallinari. Uh, That man is just a bucket. I wish. Okay. So I would love to see his minutes and Okungwu's minutes up and Capella and Capella's minutes down. I think Bogdan is fine where he's at right now. Um, with those reduced minutes, but yeah, I'd lo- I'd love to see Gallinari and Okungwu get more play time. Lou will, I think he's okay where he's at. Um, just yeah. you know, put him in there when we need him. But yeah, just some coaching changes, maybe. I actually, I actually really think that's good that Cam Reddish came back in a game like this where they're just down yes. by so yes. much because he could kind of just brush the rust off. Because you can practice all you want, but game situations are different than being in practice. He can shoot as many three-pointers as you want, but there's sometimes those shots won't be there in the game. Right. So it's really good that he just brushed all the rust off in this game. So when he gets back to Atlanta, he'll be better, especially because that's another good defender that you're getting back. He's a good defender, good defender, solid three-point shooter. So it's really good for Atlanta. Obviously you would want DeAndre Hunter back too, but it feels like he's always injured, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's how that's how it works sometimes so yeah that's about it i have for that game other than talking about the bucks i mean it's a well-rounded performance from everybody uh they shot the three ball really well 37 percent on uh, mm-hmm. 41 attempts it's pretty crazy um didn't have as many turnovers had a ton of ball movement which is actually kind of strange for the bucks in the postseason because especially in that brooklyn series it looked like a lot of iso possessions oh, with yeah. uh, chris middleton especially down the um, down the stretch um mm-hmm. and then dominating on the boards once again uh, had 16 offensive rebounds and 47 total rebounds to atlanta's only 34 unacceptable for atlanta yeah. also had 14 steals that's a lot of um fast break uh, oh, oh, given away. oh. I got to touch on this. Trey Young's turnovers in that game were atrocious. He was forcing so many passes. And I feel like in the the past few games, he's just been careless with the ball. Yeah, nine Um, turnovers for Trey Young. In the first first half. No, 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 no. I think it's nine turnovers in the first quarter and the first play of the second quarter. Yeah, he didn't even even play in the second half, I don't think, because he only played 28 minutes. Right. Right, exactly. Kayvon um, played more than him. Yeah, Kayvon was in when the bench was in still. Uh, just so you know, we, we don't look like we're just scrubs. giving up all hope. Yeah, just but Kayvon's, a be- Kayvon's a beast, bro. Kayvon's a beast. And then you also yes. you have Chris Dunn back there. So if you need someone to walk down, put Chris yeah. Dunn in the game. Always forget about him. Yeah, he had actually a decent performance, uh, surprisingly. So. Six points, good free throw shooting. Yeah, good job, Chris yeah. Dunn. Yeah. So uh, that's about it for the uh, Hawks versus Bucks game. Other than Splash Mountain returned, I mean, just good shooting from the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Now we can move on to the Clippers game, where it was basically another pretty dominant performance. Uh, all I really have to say is that when uh, Booker and Paul are struggling, it's I think it's really difficult for the Suns to create shots. 
Um, and you saw with Aiden, I mean, Aiden had a really good game. 18 and nine is always good for him. Yeah. But, um, I mean, he was minus 25. So it's a mm. really tough game shooting wise for the Suns and for the Clippers. Uh, I mean, Paul George has 27, 15 and eight with That's uh, such a great stat line. Yeah. I, I mean, even though he didn't shoot the ball, uh, perfect. I mean, he still was super effective. Uh, Zubak was dominant on the boards with 16 rebounds. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, Reggie Jackson continues to show up in the playoffs. And then Patrick Beverly, uh, <laughs> uh, eight <laughs> points on okay shooting. You know, I mean, of course, you would like him to see, uh, like to see him attempt maybe a little less threes, but sometimes yeah. they, just don't, they just don't fall. Um, and always provides elite defense with a ton of pestering and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, good performance. I would like Clippers. to see uh, for Clippers, I think. Uh, by giving Luke Kennard more than 20 minutes, I think that's actually really helpful. He's a underrated threat. I mean, we saw him how he played in, pit, in on the Pistons. He was maybe their number two scorer on the team. Yeah, uh, especially Luke, in the 2018 playoffs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Luke Kennard is underrated, and I think uh, people like him and uh, uh, Marcus Morris. Uh, Morris is, uh, of course, I don't like Markeith. Markeith sucks. Marcus uh, has also, always been better. Oh yeah, he, he's always been clutcher too. But Marcus and and uh, Kennard, I think if we see them really taking advantage of the minutes that they get, it might be over for the Suns, especially considering Devin Booker and Chris Paul's performances. I just really think that the the roster on uh, the Clippers is just more well-built for the playoffs and this matchup than the Suns if Devin Booker and Chris Paul are not on their A game. Yeah, I completely understand what you're saying about Luke Kennard and um, Mark- Marcus Morris, almost said Markeith. Um, <laughs> they're two great ISO scorers. I mean, they always provide good good uh, shot creation off the bench. And yep. um, looking at the game right now, it's 14-9, to and the Clippers are on a 7-0 run to come back into the game. So it looks like it'll be a pretty good game. So yeah. Yeah. Bad, yeah for sure. About all for the Clippers. Uh, who are you rooting for in the series? Uh, I as don't a know. Hawks fan. Who would you as, like a, play more? as a Hawks fan? Uh, I think you would want to play the Clippers, right? I want to play the Clippers, but I also want to play the Clippers because I want the Suns to lose because uh, what you call it. I don't, I know I, I used to like Devin Booker a lot, but I don't know. This Suns team has just made me not not like a lot of the players here. Like I don't know, something something about it just just bugs me. Maybe it was that Lakers series. That. No, Maybe I it was that, that Lakers series. Yeah. Like when I was I have temporary Suns fan in my Twitter bio. I put that in before the start of the year. Or start of the playoffs, not start of the year. Um and I really was I really liked how they played against the Lakers. Uh, and then they got really dominant against the Nuggets. And ever since the Nuggets series, I've just been like not rooting against them, but like I don't know. I really want the Clippers to win the series. So I like hey, it. I know for some reason. I, I love Chris Paul and I really want him to get a ring, but I also really want PG to get a ring. So I uh, might true. take that out of my bio. True. But um Yeah. Yeah. So go Clippers. Yeah, and this um, is coming from an uh LA fan, like the real LA fan. Um, not not yeah, not the Clippers. Clippers. Not the Clippers. Yeah. We're talking about the Lakers, but it's not um, a, this it's is not a Clipper from, town. It's a Laker town. Yeah, this is coming from a Lakers fan. I'd rather see the Clippers win the Western Conference Finals and than every, and people listening. Yes, he can have two teams. Yes. Yes. 
it's it's in the blood it's in the it's, blood. it's in the blood all right calm down all right <laughs> calm down it's not a big deal so that's about it uh for the nba playoff talk we'll uh obviously do more episodes in the future about I that think, but obviously oh, we have a couple can... more things to talk about yeah um, the coaches so coaches uh ever since our last um outing in the podcast uh, i believe rick carlisle has been uh uh hired as the pacers, pacers. head coach so um that's a pretty i think that's a pretty good hire oh that's a great um, move i love that move although really, although i do want to say the i don't quite remember who the former coach was um, uh he was a one-year guy nate borgkin oh I think yeah he got, yeah i don't think he deserved to get outed because in Same. my opinion, it was not the coach's fault. When their team was healthy, they performed really well. And uh, he he created a system that really helped, um, what's his Bonus. name, Michael Brogdon and Sabonis oh. shine. Malcolm Brogdon, yeah. Like, the, when, when the team was healthy, they were winning. Yeah. So that, that's, that's all I want to say for, for that decision. I think Carlisle will be a better coach, of course. However, I don't think it was that fair for the former coach. I completely agree because I really like their roster for some reason. I really do. Um, yeah. Looking at their – I'm going to click on their roster right now. Uh, I know their record does not show that, but they were really injured this year. Um, Karis LeBert. DeMontis missed a couple games. Malcolm Brogdon missed a couple games. Oh, he missed so um, many. Yeah, Malcolm Brogdon missed a lot. Uh, Miles Turner, I feel like he always misses a lot of games. He, I mean, he didn't play. He didn't play fifteen of them. So there are 25, 25, 25 games. Sorry, my math is wrong. Um, Karis Levert always obviously missed a ton of games with his um, uh, kidney. I think it was a kidney infection or something. I believe like that. so. It was. Yeah. Uh, it might have been cancer, but I'm so glad he's recovered off that. I oh, think for the, sure. The whole NBA world was so scared for him, but yeah, it was crazy how fast he recovered. I uh, know. Jeremy Lamb obviously was uh, injured the rest of the whole year, and then TJ Warren was out for the whole year. So, <laughs> uh, excuse me. Um, definitely cut this guy some slack. I think next year, if they kept him, I think they would have been a much better team. I think me and you said it on the last podcast, it would be like a four to five seed. Yes, yes. I believe we said uh, that the Pacers would have been either the four or five seed in uh, the West, right? In the East. Or East. Pacers, yeah, in the yeah. East. In the East. Yeah. They should be, They probably should be in the West. But actually, no, they probably should be in the East. But like, how would the Grizzlies not in the East? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to know. Or the Pelicans. Know, yeah. It, exactly. The, it, sometimes the it just doesn't make sense. are in the South, bro. The Pelicans are yeah. in the South. <laughs> Like that doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry, but like put them in the east and add Seattle back in the west. Do that. Yeah. NBA, do it. Yes. Um, so another comment we got on my uh, tweet is uh, the Cavs' path for offseason. So as you guys might know, I enjoy watching the Cavaliers play basketball as a Cavs fan. Uh, well, not these recent years. It's kind of been a little tough, but it's okay. We had a couple years of glory. All right, yep. so I'm going to look at the Cavs roster, and I'll say who we should keep and who we should let go. All right, <laughs> Isaac Okoro, keep him, because, I mean, he's just a rookie. Cut him some slack. Dean Wade, yes, keep him. Dean Wade is good for chemistry, and he's a good shooter. Colin Sexton, uh, let's keep him. I like him, too. 
let's keep him. <laughs> Jetty Osman. I think Jetty Osman could be looking for a trade because I think he could be a good role player on a good team. I, I love Jetty Osman. He's I a really good. Man. He's a really good shooter. So send him to the Lakers. You know, yes. Reunite him with yes. LeBron. Him and LeBron's yes. friendship is kind of cool to watch because they really love each other. Right. Uh, Darius Garland. Uh, definitely keep him because he's our our future star. Jared Allen. This one's a little interesting. So. I've been seeing some Cavs fans on Twitter say that we should trade Jared Allen and hope to God that we get Mobley in the draft. Really? I do not agree. I do not no. agree. No, that's I think way if too we're risky. Gonna, if we're going to keep the third overall pick, we should take Jalen Green and have him come off the bench, or we could do this. We can start Jalen Green and Darius Garland and bring Colin Sexton off the bench. Sexton off the bench would be the nastiest thing in the world. No, I was playing, but um, that would be pretty good. So, yeah. but Jared uh, maybe, Allen, I feel like Jared Allen's I, a keeper, uh, right? I really like Jared Allen because the problem with the two guards that we have, Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, is that they don't have any size and they can't play defense. But having Jared Allen, who's a, def- I think he could be a defensive player of the year candidate, mm-hmm. is really valuable. Um, so I definitely think we should keep him. Damian Dotson, I think we should probably let him go. That was a fine experiment for a year. Lamar Stevens, keep him. I like him. He had a game winner last year. Larry Nance, I think Larry Nance has a lot of value because he's a really good defensive player. So I definitely think we should trade him uh, for maybe a veteran piece because this team is pretty young other than Kevin Love, who I'm going to get to in a minute. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm pretty upset with Kevin Love. but uh, So Larry Nance, (laughs) we definitely have to trade him. Even though I like him, we should definitely – Trade I love Larry more, Nance too. For more veteran bench pieces, which would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Dylan Windler, keep him. He's a good shooter. Torian Prince, keep him. Uh mm, Broderick bucket. Broderick Thomas. Uh, he has a play. Kevin Love. <laughs> Kevin Love. Isn't he on the Olympic team too? I don't know how uh, that I happened. was I was gonna mention that. Kevin Love <laughs> is making uh let me check. Let me make sure I get this right. I believe it's $31 million a year. Uh, $31 million a year for to play 25 basketball games from December to May. And in those games, he only played 24 minutes. So he's playing 20 minutes of basketball every couple weeks for $31 million. It might be more than that now. It might be more than $31 million now. Could be. Let me check this. All right. So where's our transactions? All right. Sorry. Oh, I can't find it. But it's like, it's a lot of money, guys. It's a lot. So trade Kevin Love for his, I mean, buy him out if you have to. Just get him off the roster, please. <laughs> uh, Isaiah Hartenstein, let's keep him. I like him. And then Matthew Delvadova, we have to keep Matthew Delvadova. He's a cavalier for life. We have to keep him. And then Jeremiah Martin, he doesn't play either. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, with the pick, I would like to – if we're going to keep it, I think we should probably draft Jalen Green. I think he's a lot of outside. But if we don't want to keep it, I think we should probably trade it if the Orlando Magic want to trade with us. Trading for the fifth and eighth pick would be nice. I think that would be cool. Um, I think that would be very nice because we can definitely get Jonathan Kuminga and with the eighth pick – uh, we could get, uh, let me look at the, the prospects. 
Let's just take a look. Uh, with the eighth pick, we can get someone like Franz Wagner or Jalen Johnson, Davian Mitchell, someone like that. So you never know. I think that would be, I think that's the smooth. So mm. there you go. There's your answer, person, sexual and calves <laughs> that I answer to. So, yeah. Do you have anything to say? Do you have anything to talk about? Yeah. Uh, one more thing. I just want to give an update on the Suns Clippers game. It is 23 16 at the time of recording this. Um, and if we look at the box score right now, Clippers, they were one for seven, but now they're two for eight um, from three point land. Uh, and on the other hand, Phoenix Suns are nine for 18 from the, from field goals, like just all together. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a close one right now. It's, it's only a six point game. We have D book and Aiton going off right now. They both have seven points and Aiton has four rebounds to add with that. Uh, and on the other side, we have PG, PG got eight points with, with, with eight points right now. Um, so yeah, what what what, are, what is your prediction on this game? Uh, I'm gonna go Clippers by four. Clippers by four. Mm. Clippers by four. I'm gonna go with Clippers. I think they're gonna really pull away in that fourth quarter. So I have Clippers for. Uh, let me see. I got the Clippers winning by twelve. Oh, okay. Uh, so I think that, I mean, what if Kawhi was playing in the series, Ooh, this would be, might insane. be over, might be over that, son. It would be Clippers and four, bro. The fact that <laughs> yeah. Paul George is playing this good and he's keeping this, I mean, I think the Clippers are a good team without him, without Kawhi, but like, I mean, he's playing for all stars basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Aiden's really close to an all-star. Oh, yeah. Him and John really, Collins are really close. Too. And they have uh, really good surrounding pieces like Jay Crowder, Cameron Johnson. For somehow Cameron Payne is like a god. He used to be uh, like the worst player in the league. But... Yeah, he used to be awful, but now he's a god. Uh, Javon Carter, who's underrated. Uh, yeah, at Pierre the Pug on uh, Twitter or on uh, Through the Wire <laughs> podcast. That's your cousin. I know that. Uh, Dario Sarek, he's pretty good. Frank Kaminsky is a meme, but he's good. And then they have the 10th overall pick, Jalen Smith. So, yeah, they have a lot of good pieces. And each one more, good shooter. All right. Well, I think that's it. So, thank you all for listening. Follow us on all the socials. We out.